It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the semi-final post-match. It's a bit down here out in TG Carr Studios where they, again, once again, put on a brilliant uh, display for us to give us the ability to co- to commentate uh, for Galway Bay. And we're still sitting here in the room afterwards, just waiting for the South African section of the um, press conference to happen. So, William, you're still with us. We'll f- Actually, before we bring you in, here's the highlights of the match. Played. Looks right, nothing on. Goes back to the left, Cardi. He's going to scoop a long pass out to the wing. It comes out to Hansen. Hansen for the corner. Hansen has scored. Connacht have scored. Connacht eight. The storm is now. There's a free play. Kick. There's a chance. It could go anywhere. It's kicked straight to the hands and it's a try in the corner from Davids. The storm is going to take it quickly and this could cause Connacht a lot of trouble. Brilliant little one through and Duplessis and Nell combining. It comes back to Janty. Janty's a lay it off to Libok and Libok's going to go all the way in for a try. What a disaster for Connacht. Stormers line out. 12 metres inside the Connacht half of the field and they are charging right through again this is not good news for Connacht Davids has a try already he's about to get another one if he leaves the offload Lipok is in Lipok has scored oh that's a brilliant pass from Carty to Farrell and Farrell is away Tom Farrell is bursting down the field he has to make this pass some way or another there's no pass on so he just takes it into contact inside the 22 quick ball needed Blake gets it out here goes Aki Aki tries to just take a, do a dummy and go himself Connacht are now 10 metres from the Stormers line they have to score here to have any chance Seamus Hurley Langton with the carry an advantage for taking off the ball that was Prendergast taken out so it's a free play for Connacht this is the chance to stay alive in the contest 24-8 they trail but there might be a chance for Connor Oliver he gets through the contact he gets the touchdown another chance this time for Bealham spinning in the contact Hurley Langton's in there cleared out Blade gets it pops it up to Josh Murphy Caelan Blade should have moved that on a little bit further perhaps but it didn't work against Connick they go for the line they are stopped half an inch short it is a try they're stopped on the line and he's got the touchdown the referee comes in to confirm it's a try it's on the line the Stormers are absolutely adamant it wasn't but the decision is made and Connacht have got the score Seamus Hurley Langton gets Connacht's third try of the game and gets the win in one score there's a wild left to right pass so this could play through the advantage Connacht need to make their tackles oh they forced in another pass Connacht have got caught out defensively one more pass by two Paul Defence going in underneath the post Marmion gets it out it's a free play it comes on to Farrell off Aki he gets it out to Daly that's wonderful Hansen Hansen passes it out to Ralston Ralston for the corner Ralston scores Tom Daly's underneath this Daly's knocked it on he's made a mess of it Stormers have knocked it on as well the Stormers have it now we'll have to go back to the other knock on the play continues the Stormers going for a try the Stormers are in for a try but I thought there was two knock ons there wasn't Libok crossfield kick we're in the last play territory that will bounce anywhere go back inside this could be one more try just to crown the victory Nell is going for the line and the outside centre has scored the Stormers sixth try they'll break the 40 point barrier ok <laughs> ok we're Talking sartorial elegance here um, as we come back from the from the, the highlights and lowlights of the match, um, William. Before you jump off onto the to, to interview Dobbo, as uh, is your your good friend Dobbo, um, what do you reckon now? I think it was a great effort to get to the semi final from where they were at the start of January. I've already said that. I think they didn't hit the heights today. Um, they just made too many mistakes at crucial times uh, they got into the Stormers they got right on top of them and 
they just couldn't quite get the next score. I think the really key time was the fact that the first 20 minutes of the second half, uh, they only got seven points. And um, it took to the 58th minute for that to happen. Mm. If they'd hit earlier, I think it really would have knocked the Stormers off. They then came down the pitch and scored. And the big one was the penalty that came from the the, the scrum. from the scrum, and they did the right thing. They took a punt. They knew they had a penalty, and suddenly it just opened up in front of them. Connacht weren't covering across quick enough. There wasn't enough defenders. They switched off, and that's what that's what happens. They're a good side. They're the champions. They haven't. They've only lost once down there in two seasons. Mm. That's a tough place to go and play rugby, and. Uh, I think they can hold their heads high. The the way they, they formulated this season, they started very poorly. They finished very well. They'll be gutted. They wanted to get to a final. They wanted to win it. Mm, that's what they're in that's what they're in it for. Yeah. But today they just came up against maybe a slightly more experienced and a slightly better side who play a very odd brand of rugby at times. It it appears completely unfocused and, and pretty um, haphazard. But they've got a lot of players who seem to be able to just make a snap decision and get it done. Mm. Um, and fair play to them. They deserved it. They didn't deserve to win by that number of points. There was definitely, a, you know, the, the last uh, seven points was a bit of an add-on, which is a bit unfair on Connacht. And yeah, it was unfair on me. I had Connacht plus 15. So, <laughs> But yeah, Lindley, Connacht certainly didn't deserve to be beaten by that much in the end because they did put up a very brave display yes and no I mean I think it was always going to be a tough ask let's face it anyone going to South Africa has a difficult job I think yes it's disappointing I think that they lost by that much but at the end of the day that's the re- that's the reality are the Stormers that much better on home soil possibly if you took it to a neutral ve- venue it may not be so the other thing is you just need to look, compare like for apples for apples or whatever, you know. They're a really experienced team. They're at home. This, this conditions suit them. They're the defending champions. Don't forget that. Mm. And you've got Connett who have won a tournament once in 2016. And it's not to say that they couldn't have won that, but I think, I think the travel, the ground that they're playing in, mm-hmm. the fact that I think they lost a little bit of composure in that, in that contest, and I and I I don't think they they played at a hundred percent at all, but at the same time, they got there. It's that deserves a pat on the back because there are other teams all in the you know the URC that haven't. Look at the season; they finished seventh. They achieve, their ultimate aim. Yes, they want to win trophies, but their ultimate their their first and most important ambition, their priority, was to get to Champions Cup rugby. That has been achieved. So, in that sense, it's a very successful season. And just for the stats man in this conversation, an interesting stat is the score today was the difference of eighteen points, mm-hmm. and the difference between the top of the table in Leinster and Connacht is 18 points. So there's just a little stat for you. Right. I didn't even have that one. That's a, that's, a, that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good stat. So we're looking at we're looking at a situation where next season Connacht are bringing in a world-class full-back. They're bringing in some big, beefy forwards. Something that was certainly missing today because 
when Connacht tried to go and get front football that they were able to do last week against Ulster, they weren't able to do against the big South African pack today. Oh, they were huge, weren't they? I mean, let's face it. You know, you you can't you can't blame them. I think the odds would have been evened if they'd been playing on on at the sports ground on a fast surface mm. surface, but it wasn't. And you know, Connor always going to struggle against those boys, particularly on that ground as well. I mean, you could just see it. The, you know, the, the the number of you know breakdown the breakdown they were you know they were so difficult. It was taking Connor such an effort and an energy to actually maintain the ball. And that's that's a really hard thing, both mentally and physically, to cope with, mm. you know, over that 80-minute period. So, yeah, I mean, Connacht don't have the big boys, but that's. I think we have to acknowledge the fact that what has been achieved by Andy Friend and Pete Wilkins and his coaching tickets by getting the fast sur- surface in Connacht, mm. you know, it's actually helped them to weigh... They've adapted their game to what suits what their best capabilities are. And that has, has ensured that they have achieved where they've got today, the Champions Cup and into a semi-final. And who would have said that at the start of the season? Who would have said that two seasons ago, possibly? Mm. Nobody would have said it. So I just think we have to put things into perspective. Yes, there's a lot of very disappointed people, and that's understandable. No more so than the players themselves and the, and the management team. Mm. You know, and... But at the end of the day, when you're up against a team like the Stormers, those big brutes of lads, vastly experienced, defending champions, internationals, and Connacht go in there, and yes, the score may, scoreline maybe wasn't reflective yeah. of of what that really they should have, you know, should have finished with. I think, but at the end of the day, I don't think really that matters because they lost, and. As I say, the effort that went in, I don't think was second to none. And let's face it, they had to do all the travel. They, I mean, they mm. only had a turn, a very quick turnaround, Madness. you know, before they were over there, you know. And I think that has to be acknowledged as well. It certainly does. Like William, if you look at it, the other thing was certainly I noticed the big plays that happened for the Stormers were made by their Springboks. Mm. The penalty came from their two props taking on our two fresh props. And for the first time and only time in the game, winning, no, second penalty they got in the game, the first one, I think Finley slipped. Um, but, you know, then there, you know, Libok was doing incredible things. Willemse was doing incredible things. These are all Springboks. These are all players who are playing at the very highest level. Our Irish internationals weren't quite able to live with that. And again, probably, as Lindy just said, a lot of travel and a lot of playing in, the, in, a, in a stadium they're not used to. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's part of the challenge, I suppose. Of, that's the advantage of home advantage. Um, I think they will need to... They, they look at this game quite closely. We had 70% possession. 70% field position. Now, that's bizarre, really. And it was a case of, at times, Connacht didn't look to know what to do with the ball. It may have been the sort of game where you were better off not having the ball at all. Um, yeah, because the wind, the wind was a big factor. It was, and um, they played it a bit better. I don't think it particularly helped them at times either. Mm. Um, and that's just a bit of an unusual one for them. And um, that's, a, that's a strange outcome. OK, well... We'll take a bit of a break here as William pops out to do his interview with John Dobson. Um, You might have just heard the recording in progress from the Zoom call uh, coming in. So, yeah, we'll just... Actually, do you know what we'll do? Let's have a listen to uh, Andy Friend and Jack Carty, followed by John Dobson, 
for the post-match interviews. Andy, uh, commiserations. I know that's not the way you wanted it to end. The dream was to get to the final, but when you're going down in a game like that, it, it was a it was a pretty frantic finish and a pretty epic game to be involved in. Yeah, listen, it's not the way we wanted it to finish, Rob. Um, now at 77 minutes, we're six points behind, and and uh, I honestly felt we were going to sneak it. You could see both teams were nervous from the outset. Well, certainly the Stormers were nervous from the outset and, and then they found their mojo. We we got into a bit of a lull then, but it was a, a tit-for-tat sort of a game. I think in the end, the best team won, mate. But, you know, what a brilliant um, occasion for our blokes. A lot of those fellas, it's the first time playing on a big stage like that. And I thought, uh, you know, we ran the defending champions pretty close. I, I don't think the, the scoreline in the end was reflective. That, that last try probably hurt us, but um, we hurt that scoreline. But listen, at the end of the day, I think the best team won. There was key moments where little mistakes will will rankle. How how do you kind of assess that? Would you be saying to the players that look, we win together, we lose together, or would you would you understand that certain players are going to be like, God, I had a chance there, and I, it was the wrong moment to make a mistake, etc. Oh, mate, it's a big stage, like, and we do win together, lose together. It, it, it's a massive stage, and it's, it's a massive um, experience for some fellas who've never played on that stage before. So. We will be better, or Connacht will be better for for that experience. Um, and there's going to be frustration when you before the game, and you've got forty plus thousand people here. Uh, there is additional pressure, and I think those players will reflect upon that, and 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 they'll learn from that experience. But you know, at the same time, I, I can never doubt the effort that went in there, um, the desire to. To uh, to win that game, and I thought, as I said, with three minutes to go, we're, we're within a score to, to you know to, to steal what most would have would have said was going to be an amazing victory. But we didn't do it, but uh, we certainly put ourselves in with a chance. Bottom line, you're going to get a lot of plaudits for having a great season, for turning something in January where Connacht were way outside to winning seven of eight to get to this point. You're going to get all the plaudits for that. Is is that the way that your mind is going to go, or will you be just Cursing the missed opportunity here. Yeah, it's cursing the missed opportunity. Like, I think Connett's, um, I've, I've loved my time here, the five years, but we, we don't want to be the team that, that loses a game and everyone pats you on the back and says, geez, you're, you're good little fighters, because we're actually more than that. I think we're more than that. And I think the way the club's going, it's a matter of time and it will start to win these games. Um, so the plaudits will feel, a bit hollow, to be honest with you. Um, I can't control those. What I can control is is uh, um, what we've been able to control is the way we've grown as a team and as the way we'll continue to grow. I think Pete Wilkins coming in as the new head coach next year, the coaching team he's got, the, the playing staff that we've got, I think there's enormous enormous opportunity for this team to keep growing. And, uh, I've, I've got every faith that it will keep growing. And one day, not in the not-too-distant future, I reckon they will hold the trophy. We'll get a chance, Andy, to uh, talk more here on Galway Bay FM with you before you depart. But uh, thanks for your time. And just quickly to Jack. Uh, Jack, I mean, listeners to Galway Bay, people who've watched on the screen, they've they've really been taken aback by what Connacht have achieved in the last few weeks and obviously getting to this stage. But I'm sure, first and foremost, you, you it's really, really go to dressing room there that you're not going to be in the final. Uh, yeah, you, you said it there. I think um, probably the manner in in how we lost as well. 
in crucial times um individual errors as well as from a place where we could put pressure on them and um, putting pressure on ourselves so it's a very um somber and quiet changing room but obviously there's uh, we took a moment for the people who are who are finishing up. Friendly beside me, Marms, Mossy, Devault. Um, so obviously we'll get our, our chance to say our goodbyes um, during the week. But it's a yeah, disappointed change room, as you said. How would you compare this season with all the other seasons, Jack? I mean, it, it, it's been an adventure and it's been a quite of an unexpected uh, journey that you've taken. But uh, how would you how would you kind of mark it now as you sit here? Um. Yeah, a few of us were speaking about it the last couple of days. It's probably been the most enjoyable season of my career to date, anyways. Um, especially from Christmas onwards, I think. Um, we've created something something special with the group we had. Obviously, there's a few moving on. We struck the balance between enjoyment but also doing our job. And I think um that's what led us to where we were today. Fortunately, we didn't have enough on the day, but that's what we'll try to replicate moving on. I'm just thinking the way you turned that around, the 24-8, the game was almost gone. You didn't think that. What what was key to Connacht sitting in a game at 20, you know, a four-point margin by the 66-minute mark? Uh, I think it was just sticking to the plan. Um, look, we know that the Stormers bring um, a massive amount of line speed and it was about playing into that. Um, I think in terms of our kicking game at times, it, it helped us put pressure on them. Um it was just about doing what we set, said from the offset, and I think that's what enabled us to start the game well and got us back into the game. But um, then there's key moments of where we switched off. That's what what um, hurt us. And finally, I mean, there's a lot of young players in that dressing room. They must want, now that they got this close, they'll want to get back there again. Um, what's key to that, to try and get Connick back to this stage next year? Yeah, obviously we've had a taste for it now. It's about... You said them young players driving it forward, the older players that are there driving it forward. And I think the players even who who aren't here, who are back home in the academy and young people coming through and grassroots in the in the um in the province, that's mm-hmm. what'll that's what the last couple of weeks will do. It'll drive them to kind of come into the team and push the province forward. Good evening, gentlemen. Congratulations. Uh great performance. Um John, I'm fast. That was a fascinating tactical battle out there. You had sides really trying to outdo each other on the tactics. Um, that was that was very interesting game to watch. Yeah, it, I said to Craig, I, I thought tactically it was. It, we, we I think we got it right there that we you know, we we we're a hard team to kick on. You know, if they can't get the contestable spot on and they kick distance, then they have to keep the ball, and then our defense system is pretty comfortable. I must say, we lost the territory battle a little bit, I think, because they kept, they actually attacked quite well with the ball in hand. They made a few yards on us. We saw that line break that led to the try before half time. But Chiba, I know, I know you've, you've, you're from there, William. They, they, I mean, we, we say we got, we got fighting or dog in us. They, they deserve enormous credit because they changed from being a team that was quite romantic to a very pragmatic. They're on the edge at every breakdown, not illegal. They're just fighting for everything. And so we, it was a, it was a bit like that. But, uh, yeah. So I think uh, Connacht, given that they're back, you know, the, the budget where they, uh, w- you know, where you play in the in the tropics, there, it's a uh, it's a uh, enormous credit to 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 um, Connacht to come so close to the final because there was a pre as, as it was 15 minutes to go, it was it was tough, it was tough, it was time for a walk, you know. So um, that's very yeah. So well, that was the plan. I mean, our plan was we we thought if they kicked long, we'll punish them, which Marnie did. But only the contest was right to stay the thing, and then they've got to keep the ball in hand. Uh, so 
it was a bit of a strategic game. Um, I just would like to first have a bit more territory. Okay, so there's there are the voices of um, I think it was Andy Friend followed by Jack Carty and then John Dobson. Right, we're going to finish early today because it's been a long hell day. Well, I've been up since about five o'clock doing stats and everything, getting ready for today. So I'm shattered and I want to go in and have a couple of pints in Murty Rabbits because um, it'll be a bit of fun in there, even though we did lose the game. But your final thoughts, Lindy, on that match? My final thoughts are I wish I could join you, but unfortunately I have an 18th birthday party to attend <laughs> or supposedly organise. But this, no, my final thoughts are, look, Connors are a team, we don't have sometimes the big number one players. We just don't, we accept it. But what we do do, and we can do very well with the way that we play the game, to do that, we kind of have to produce a performance of 100%. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, which they, which they have sometimes done, unfortunately today in the circumstances, they just simply made too many mistakes. Yeah. And they actually just made so many mistakes in, in some ways, I think particularly... I don't, I mean, there wasn't any, I don't think, any necessarily pattern to it. But even if, whether it was, you know, a missed touch from Jack Carty or, mm. you know, a little bit, you know, sort of overplaying the ball, I thought sometimes they did. It, it doesn't, the point is they, and that's going to happen with most teams. Yeah. But I think in those circumstances, playing up against those boys away from home, Connacht do have to make sure they have a flawless performance. And I think they'll probably be kicking themselves for a f- quite a few of those errors that they made. And whether that's nerves on the occasion, whether that's, you know, I don't know, the over-anxiety about, you know, producing a performance. Well, playing in front of the big crowd they've probably ever played against. Yeah, absolutely fantastic, know, wasn't it? I yeah. would love to have been there. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? Well done to the Connacht fans who did make it down there. And we know that, that Megan and, and um, Sinead were down there and had some audio on Galway Bay from the flight. It was well done to them because they did roar and shout. We could hear them in the background, even amongst the 39,900 and whatever number of fans there were for for the Stormers. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's... I don't know what to say now. Well, I suppose it's, 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 the, it's the end of the season. Mm. It is the end of Andy Friend's coaching mm. as it, in Connacht. And... Is obviously the end of a number of players, which we will talk about, you know, again. So I think there's reason to be. It was a very good season, in the sense of the achievements that, you know, we, the Champions Cup, which was the top priority. Um, it was the development of a lot of young players who came in as well. You know, you've seen some of the development of like the Prendergasts mm. and you know the Morays, uh, exactly. Um, some of the youngsters who have come in on, you know from uh, like Cahill Forge. You know, there's quite a few of these youngsters who have come up and been developed, you know, under this under this coaching regi- regime. So I think there's a lot of positives. Mm. And I think, you know, and the other positive is, 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 I, is I, I think just to hammer home was the development of that pitch. Yeah. And I think that is going to, you know, really be a long-lasting, you know, positive for Connacht that we don't have to play and we, we can play it still play in the wind and the rain but yeah. at least the pitch at least the pitch is going to be you know you know in really good condition so I think there's a lot of positives to take from it um, and I certainly wouldn't be overly disappointed of course we would have all liked to mm-hmm. have to have enjoyed a final particularly against Leinster again if we assume that Leinster is going to beat Munster <laughs> which would be a surprise so we'll have to wait and see mm. um, but 
and it has been a long time. So I think this coaching regime and the five years anti-friend, it's, it's, since it's been a development and the good thing about it is they, because of the personnel they had, they nailed down mm. a vision of how they wanted to play the game. Mm. And it has been very successful. Obviously, with the people who are coming in next season, there might be a few tweaks, but that's not a bad thing anyway. And that's an opportunity for Pete Wilkins to put his own mark you know, on the way they, they forge ahead in the yeah. next few years. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, we're going to call it there because this is uh, my ninth podcast of this week. For the folks who don't follow us on Patreon, we've had nine podcasts this week um, because it was a big game. It was a huge game, and, and that's the sort of thing we do in Craggy Rugby. We like to cover our uh, favourite team as much as we possibly can because... Uh, that's how much we love them. Um, so we're going to take a break next week. There won't be any podcast next week. Um, but the week after, we're going to come back. We're going to have two or three end-of-season style podcasts. We're going to have a couple of big interviews. Yeah, we'll see you then. Remember, if you want to support us, patreon.com slash craggyrugby. We'll talk again soon, folks. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Side. Until